One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Get it. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Open the pod bay doors, though. Keep your friends close, but your enemies close. I am nothing. No. Fasten your seatbelts. What's going on, everyone? My name is Michael, and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. Today, I'm joined by Spencer and Tom. Boys, thanks for coming on. How are you going? Good, Good. mate. <laughs> thanks for having us. Oh, no worries. Uh, in this episode, we'll be diving into the recent 94th Academy Awards breaking down some of the best films and performances that were celebrated, as well as those that maybe missed out. And while we do that, we'll be drinking some water. <laughs> yep. Because it's 10 a.m. at the time of recording. So, yeah, we're a bit uh, worse for wear this morning. Uh, as always, make sure you're following the podcast on your chosen streaming platform and leave a five-star review. Also, check out the Cinemaze YouTube channel where I post video essays on film and TV characters. So getting into it, as listeners of the podcast would know what I like to do is get an idea of who our guests are and what they like to watch so ask a few questions about cinema um first question I'll start with you Costi Timothy Chalamet or Tom Holland that's a good one I think probably Tom Holland's more oh I don't know I would say Tom Holland's more widely known but Chalamet's had like this upward curve the last couple of years he's just he been has. killing it so I think Chalamet is just like the next big thing actor yeah. he's kind of he reminds me like I wasn't alive at the time, but when Leo was starting and mm. Leo was just getting all these big roles, so I think Chalamet, he's already got an Oscar nom. I think he's just going to kill it for the next – he might do more like like quote-unquote cinema and get more of the critical yeah. attention, but I think Holland will probably do more of the, the box office stuff. Yeah, Hollywood. Because he's got that of, appeal. Yeah, blockbuster. Good answer. Spencer? Yeah, the Uncharted universe. It's hard to look past. <laughs> is, there, yeah. is there a universe? Well, now? they're, they're going to make oh, more Good them, flick. Yeah. I enjoyed myself really? watching that. Yeah, I liked it. I haven't seen it. Personally. I haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer and that's, all, that's enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Chalamet for sure. I think um, that movie with Steve Carell, what's that called? A Beautiful Boy. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Great. He's film. so good in that. Yeah, Tim for sure. <clears throat> 100%. Uh, next question, Wes Anderson or Paul Thomas Anderson? I love Wes Anderson movies. I really like how he leans into 
the fact that he's just so quirky and so weird. Yeah, I think Graham, very Graham quirky style. Best is one of my favourites. Yeah. But Paul Thomas Anderson, and then we'll speak about the film later, Licorice mm. Pizza. Mm. That was one of my favourites last year. He did There Will Be Blood, which is just unreal. Yeah. Boogie Nights as well. So I'll just go Paul Thomas Anderson slightly. Okay. Tough, tough one there. Spencer? Yeah, I think PTA has to take it as well. But Grand Budapest, like... Just so good. Yeah. So good. I, yeah, I just love how OCD he is, really. He is. <laughs> Everything's symmetrical. With so symmetrical and perfect. Um, very quirky, as he said, but uh, PTA has some crackers as well. Next question, Zendaya or Anya taylor Zendaya. Zendaya. <laughs> Zendaya. Although, yeah, although Anya Taylor-Joy, she's, you know, had some she's good, been killing good performances. It. Yeah, yep. definitely. Um, but yeah, obviously Zendaya's got a bit of the spotlight at the moment. Uh, next question: the other guys or wedding crash? Oh, this is so tough. These movies on the daily. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> I think I would give it just to the wedding crashes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Just to, I don't know. You go. Why? I think the the duo of Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn is slightly better. I then think. It, I think Will Ferrell, and, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Even that, and I think it's 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 a bit more crude, a bit more. Like, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of sex in it. So I just think it's so much funnier. Yeah. No, that movie would not get made today. No. Wedding crashes. But um, <laughs> certainly, yeah, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. I think Mark Wahlberg was just cracking a lot of the time in the other guys. And you yeah. can blatantly see it. Yeah, like, yeah. Will Ferrell like, was just, just making him laugh. 100%. Other guys, I think way more quotable, but Wedding Crashes, more rewatchable. And I think right. the yeah. supporting Good. cast Take of that. Wedding Crashes... Rachel McAdams, mm. uh, Bradley Cooper as yeah. well. He's just the biggest dickhead in it. <laughs> I think that, that just makes it a lot better. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, some crack. It was wedding crashes. Adam McKay as well, or different? No, different. Okay, interesting. That would have been huge. Yeah. Uh, next question: Ozark or Euphoria? I think Ozark's a much better TV show. Euphoria's got that kind of like viral sensation thing yeah. about it because it leans into it and it like appeals to 100%. our generation. But I think Ozark. Now we're we're waiting for part two of season four. Yeah. So yeah, I'd 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 give the chocolates to Ozark. Yeah, Ozark, hundred percent. Um, that last bit of season four oh, is yeah. going to be insane. Yeah, Jason Bateman killing it. Uh, next question. Getting into the deeper ones. Uh, most memorable movie that you've seen in cinemas? I always go back to like the best. One of the best cinema experiences I had was when I saw Infinity War. I Ooh. think I saw it with Yuspo, yep. saw it with Laundy, Jared Silva. We saw it at Chatswood. I think nice. another one that I had was I saw, I remember I was like uh, when Step Brothers came out, I told my mum that it was like M, but it was MA. And we get <laughs> to the, we get to get the cinema and she sees it. She sees it as MA. She's like, well, we're already here. And we go in and my mum, we just had like the best time watching that's it. So, so good. that's a good one for me. That's so wholesome. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have to give a different answer every time, but I did um, – <laughs> Convinced my grandma to go and see Inglorious Bastards with me really? when it came out. Wow. And obviously the cutting of the scalps with your grandmother <laughs> is probably not the wisest thing. I didn't even yeah. know that was in the movie either. <laughs> nor, nor did I know who Quentin Tarantino was at the time. I was just like, this looks cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go see it. Yep. Oh, God. That's good. Next question. Fastest TV show binge. Still, still going to be dark for me. Mm. I've never done anything faster. I think yeah. I'd have to agree. I, I remember well. watching it at the end of 2020. I watched it like over New Year's and yeah. I just sped through that so quickly. Yeah. yeah. I um since Spencer did the elevator pitch for it, I've been advocating dark to so many people. Mm. And I told my brother to watch it. And he's like, oh, like, what is this like German TV show? Mm. 
And he did the same thing, literally binge watched all three seasons in like a week. And it's just so good. And I feel like a lot of people do the same just because how good it is. So definitely can attest to that. Uh, Next question, favorite Australian movie? I'm going to go with The Castle. Nice. I remember I watched nice. it in year, I remember classic. I watched it in year nine in the geography lesson because we, <laughs> I don't know why about do, like ha, it's zoning, got heaps to do with geography. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why I had to do. It was Deborah Phillips put on the put on the bottom for us. God I watched that uh, and I've rewatched it so because it only goes like an hour twenty five yeah. minutes. It's just so funny as well. It's I, I so it's good, classic, iconic Australian movie. Probably either Kangaroo Jack or Australia by Baz Luhrmann. Really. Yeah. A good one that came out last couple of years, though, The Dry with Eric Banner. The Dry is so good. The Dry Eyes. I love it. Yeah, The Dry (laughs) In Dry Eyes, that is a cracker. Is Fury Road an Australian movie? Yeah, I'd count that. Yeah, that's got to be up there. Australian director, film in Australia. That's a great take. Yeah, definitely. Um, Next question, a movie that you think everyone needs to see. I'll just go with my favourite movie, which is Goodfellas. I'm like, if you like crime, violence... Drugs. I yeah. just think it's so good. It also sucks you in immediately. Like, Straight away. Yeah. Opening Straight line. Straight away. Iconic. Spencer? Um, saw X last week, the new horror film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, very good. Saw it with Costi. Definitely need to go see that. It's not going to – not many people are going to know, like, that it's even out. Yeah. So I just got to search it's for it. a bit it. of a lower release. Yeah. Why was it so good? Well, it's just like a – they're kind of just like it's a classic slasher film on like a country farm, but it's just very like very witty, very funny. Um, Kid Cuddy's in it as well, which is a really? plus. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Have I think everyone it. would like that. Uh, next question, favorite streaming service? I'm going to go with – I'll go I'll go with Binge okay. because yep. they've got all the HBO stuff. Yep. They get a lot of the Showtime like their connection with Showtime over in the States. Mm. I think it, uh, they got the connection with BBC, which yeah. have a really good TV series. I'll go 100%. with Binge. Good choice. Yeah, I agree with Binge as well. Same reason. Even though they, do, they don't do any original stuff, like Netflix yeah. have original movies. But uh, yeah, I'd go. The collection. Yeah, yeah. I'd go Binge. Yeah, it's just like with those original movies, like <laughs> there is a lot of junk there. And it's yes. like, 100%. Bin, obviously HBO do trim the junk. Like they don't like, you know, put much of it out. It's all quality <laughs> TV shows in my eyes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I, it's good that they're doing that. They're um, they're doing well. Binge. Next question: TV show that you're watching at the moment. I'm watching a couple of good ones. I'm watching with my brother Winning Time. Yeah, the one oh, on the Binge about the 80s. Magic Johnson. Yeah, about yeah. the 80s Los Angeles Lakers, which is really good. And then I just started one on Apple TV called Slow Horses. Interesting. Suppose, suppose watch it as well. It's about these good. these cast off agents in the MI6. In uh, in England, who have yeah. like made mistakes, and then they get oh, is, they get. Does, does this have um Gary, Gary Oldman? Oldman. Yeah, yeah, and uh, is there um what's his name? Uh, Freeman. Don't know. <laughs> Sorry, no, you're a good Morgan Freeman <laughs> might be narrating <laughs> the later episodes. I don't no, know. It's like it's like all these agents that have uh, made mistakes, yeah, and yeah. then they get cast off to like this shit area, and then they have to like, kind of like redeem themselves, and it's really cool. Yeah. And um, is it a comedy or? Nah, it's like full on drama. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. Uh, Spencer? Yeah, watching Severance at the moment, plus those two shows Costi mentioned. I've heard it's really good. uh, Season finale came out yesterday. I'm yet to watch it. but um, Is that on Apple as well? Apple TV Plus, yep. Um, Yeah, incredible concept. Ben Stiller directed most of it. Um, Adam Scott as well. 
You'd remember him from Step Brothers, the brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Toro, one yeah. of the greats. Oh, nah. in Severance as well. Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah, so very, wow. um, very good TV show. Interesting. Uh, good answers there, boys. So in the last episode, we had an elevator pitch from Pete. He recommended Donnie Darko. And let's just say it was very, very interesting. Can't believe I hadn't seen this yet. Um, it's always kind of been on the list. Very sort of iconic cult following. But Jake Gyllenhaal, he was excellent. Um, he killed it. Same as the rest of the cast. There's a lot of big names. There is some kind of weird... Have you guys seen Donnie Darko? No. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, there's kind of like weird, very 90s like dialogue that's kind of a little bit like... I, I like watched it um, and just was saying to myself, this is a bit like kind of cringe. Mm, but bit dated? Yeah, a bit dated. Um, but nonetheless, the story takes you on a wild ride. Yeah, it is really weird. And we were talking about it before, but it's very much like dark in that it starts off as what you think is like an American suburban family story and ends up being completely different. Wow. Um, I, and I couldn't really even comprehend <laughs> like the ending. No, yeah, I, I agree. I, you I, can't you can't say a lot without giving giving it away and spoiling no, it for people. Yeah. Would you rewatch it? Yes, I think yeah. I need to to like yeah. better understand. So okay. I, it's a I good, would definitely like, watch it. Movie. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so would recommend. Great elevator pitch from Pete. Thank you for that. Well done, Peter. <laughs> the next Cinemates community elevator pitch is coming from Mackenzie. So let's hear what she's recommending. Hey, Michael, um, my pitch to cinemas would be Pieces of Her starring Tony Collette. Um, oh. It is such a good thriller and suspense TV show and if you're into plot twists, then you'll definitely be surprised by the ending. Interesting. Wow, I do Peace. love a plot twist. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen that come up on Netflix. I think it's like... Uh, Tony Collette's a mum and then yeah. the daughter sees her like fight someone and then she's got like a checkered past that she hadn't re- really revealed. Like something along those lines. Yeah, I have seen it on Netflix quite a lot. Um, so great recommendation there. Mackenzie, we'll see how it is. Tony, yeah. Tony Collette killing it. I saw a yeah, trailer. She, she picks good material. I saw I'd a say. trailer for a show yesterday. Have you guys seen that documentary that came out like ages ago called The Staircase? No. Yes. Yeah. So she, that was good. So it's about this guy who um, he was alleged to have killed his wife. They found her Fell dead down body staircase down the at sta- their home. bottom of the stairs and this massive documentary, really popular. And now she's in a TV show. It's HBO with Colin Firth, miniseries, yep. and he plays the husband and she plays the They're wife. They're reenacting it. Yeah, yeah. It's wow. Full of, yeah, and Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones, she's playing oh, one of the daughters. The, I've seen the trailer for it. It looks so good. Comes out in like wow. a month. Wow, I'm definitely watching that. What's it called? The Staircase. Stake, staircase again. Wow. Wow. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, Tony Collette. Pieces of her, definitely going to watch it. Give it a watch. Yeah, great recommendation, Mackenzie. We'll see how it is. So getting into it, 94th Academy Awards. It was a huge year for cinema in 2021. Um, So let's maybe start with the kind of best films we thought. Um, Goes without saying, best picture obviously went to Coda. That was an absolute cracker. What did you guys think of Coda? Yeah, I just watched this one yesterday. Um, was surprised actually. It was you know quite quite funny, really energetic script. Yeah. I thought. Um, I think this is in my eyes a bit of a green room case of a winner though. Like I think in ten years you're gonna look back at Coder. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, like what really? were we doing? Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just th- like it was begging for an Oscar when 
like you can imagine the writers being like, okay, let's make a movie about yep. you know deaf family and yep. an aspiring singer, and it is a great story, but great story how they you know tie singing into it and everything and how yeah. Like, you know. Well, it's weird because it's it's straight adapted from a French movie, so it was adapted yeah. from a French film, which is in its complete carbon copy. They don't, oh, like, really? They don't change like anything about the film. So it's the wow, same it's deaf family. They just copied it word for word, mm. and they just made it American. Not saying that that's bad, but no. yeah. So it premiered like I was selling Spo. Premiered like Sundance over a year ago. Yeah, and yeah. Apple saw it and they bought it. Thought they had something good, and then they just bankrolled it. Bankrolled their wow. campaign to win Did it. Did not all. know that. I know, isn't that? I I saw it was an Apple original. Yes, yeah, but- so, yeah. So they still phrase that if they buy it early at Sundance. Ah. That's what they like. So like all these aspiring directors, they'll put their films on Sundance. For yeah. their indies, and then all the like Netflix, the Apple, HBO, they'll go and they'll buy the rights, and then yeah. they'll say, "We'll give you all this money to release it uh, nationally yeah. and internationally, and we'll try and get awards for you because they can back wow. them financially." Mm. That's interesting. Well, I'm sure Netflix, uh, Netflix rather, probably started that trend. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Well, they're trying so hard; they still haven't got that Best Picture win. No, and yeah. Apple gets it like very straight very away early. with like their first nominee. Yeah. Um, but still, I thought Coda was really good. Like yep. um, Amelia Jones, who plays the uh, Ruby Rossi, the main character. She's—I didn't realize she's twenty years old, and she crazy killed it. Mm. Like she's having to do sign language, sing, like, and I thought as good well, voice. great voice. Um, and we'll get to it a bit later, but um, there were some other amazing performances. So. And it was, as you said, Spencer, quite like funny. I thought it was going to be a very like, you know, kind of depressing movie, but um, definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Uh, another movie that was I thought was excellent was Don't Look Up, which I think has been received a bit differently. What did you guys think about Don't Look Up? Yeah, I mean, I think they had to kind of put a comedy in commas, twist on it. In, yeah, yeah, put a comedy in there. Obviously, <laughs> um, you know, I think I think it's. For what it is, I think it was a well put together movie, and obviously, mm. you know, the last, the third act can be, you know, up in the air. No one really knows what to think about it, but yeah. I think it deserves to be there just for you know the star power, um, the direction. I thought was excellent, mm. um, but yeah, no, that had no chance of winning. It's been yeah. very controversial as well. Like over in the states, it's very it, when it got released it was very divisive. Like the message, you're the mess, the, the mess, yeah, the message and the movie and everything. I think it was kind of like a little allegory for for COVID yeah. and how people reacted to COVID and obviously climate change too. Yeah. But I think it was really. I thought Jennifer Lawrence was outstanding. Yeah. I thought Jonah Hill was just the funniest part of that whole movie. Yeah. Couldn't stop laughing. Couldn't stop laughing at him. The one part I was very shocked about is at the very end where you see maybe it wasn't her ass, but you was see not. It was you see no, Meryl Streep's mum. I was like, surely that's not Meryl yeah. getting nude. But I thought be. I thought Leo was really good. I mean, Leo's great in everything, but I thought he was really good. Um, like the character he's playing, it was like a different character that we've seen from you him. You wouldn't really like, see, see him play like a nerd scientist. No, awkward astronomer. Yeah, exactly. Alf. Um, but all, all it took was a beard and some glasses, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. I could never have imagined him as like a nerd that gets anxious like that. No. Like, yeah. And I think that was good casting from um, Adam McKay. But the um, 
Just like the score, the editing was a little weird in parts. Very Adam McKay. I think that's it. Yeah, went a bit over. It was like Vice, but like times like. What's well, he's, he's got? And you, if you see true. that, watching Winning Time as well, it's like that fast cutting. Is he? Yeah, he's like time. the executive producer on that. Oh, so wow. it's fast intercutting stuff with random. It's kind of like if you ever watch Family Guy and they just do those weird cutaways, flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that, but he just puts all this mixed messaging over it to kind of yeah. hyper essentialize his point, which I don't really. Get yeah, a like, lot of the I, time. I think it's ex- it's definitely exciting to watch on screen. Like, um, I find it refreshing. Yeah. It is refreshing. Yeah, yeah, it's different. That's for sure. Uh, another interesting one, which I haven't seen myself, but received a lot of praise. Drive my car. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I think because I tried to go see it a couple of weeks ago, but there was all the the only times available were eight thirty on a yeah. weeknight. And it, this goes for – it's a three-hour Japanese film. So I, know, I don't no. think a lot of people are going to flock to the cinemas for no, it. It'll be a no. home watch. It'll be a high – maybe in a, a year or two I'll give it a, I'll give it a watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I have heard a lot of people say, you know, it, um, it could have done a sneaky win like how um, Parasite yeah. took it a few yeah. years ago. Like um, was getting backed by a lot of people. I think it's great as well that um, it did win Best International Film, I think. But mm. um, I think it's great that these movies are actually, you know, recognized being recognized in the best picture category as well so great to see uh from drive my car another huge one june so good yeah insane my honest best picture winner here you reckon yeah i think so like just in like if if we're like saying like this is the best film that was put out in cinemas this year like yeah. all around, you know i think I that's hard not to agree with yeah i agree just like what give me one facet of it that was like disappointing. Yeah, I think some some would point to maybe the ending that was a bit lackluster. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay, just this little hand on hand combat thing, mm-hmm. and then they yeah. walk off into the desert. Yeah, uh, but obviously it was setting up for the next one. I think, yeah. and we'll probably touch on it later. But I think the, the the biggest thing I was outraged with the Oscars was the fact that Denis didn't even get nominated for director for, for director yeah. and. They had about five or six wins in all the technical awards. Who do you think hired? Who do you think hired all those people? Who's yeah. that, who do you think put that vision together? 100%. The director and the bloke doesn't even get recognised. I think the next yeah. one he'll sweep, oh. kind of like what happened with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I, uh, I make up yeah. Oscar, but I just I, I remember seeing that hungover uh, in the cinemas by myself, and I was just so enthralled by yeah. it. The sound yeah. just hits you straight away. It's yeah. a movie that recommend. Uh, obviously. People won't be able to go see it now in the cinemas, but when the next one comes out, go see it in the cinema. In the cinema. Because it just yeah. encaptures everything. Full, yeah, full yeah. stereo. Like the – I was blown away by it and I do agree. It obviously was setting up and I think part two, if it can continue the same, you know, great writing, music, effects, everything, I think, yeah, it'll – Is it a three-parter or is it just two parts? Just two. Just two. It's just yeah. two. The book is Massive. three parts. Yeah. Um, but we got like, you know, half of the story. Um, but June was amazing, and yeah, I think he was a little bit robbed. I don't think he should have won Best Director, but at least no, get nominated. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, who in that would you take out? So you've got Jane Campion. Yep. You got PTA, Spielberg for West Side Story. You've got Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Kenneth Branagh. Or you've got um, Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Take out Kenneth Branagh. Probably take him out, eh? Yeah. Or Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah, or Spielberg. Spielberg's been yeah, recognised enough. Come on, man. Don't tell me that he directed all that musical stuff. Yeah. Don't tell me that. And, <laughs> like, we're talking about the guy who did Arrival, Prisoners, Sicario. Like, like so good. He needs one. He's, like, I reckon one of the best directors out there. He'll 100%. get one. He needs one. Um, so June was a cracker. Another really good one, which I think 
was my like I do agree, but the best film made was probably June. Yep. But what I thought was going to win was either King Richard or Licorice Pizza, which we'll touch on. But to dive into King Richard, I thought it was really good. Like I was blown away by the story. Will Smith's performance was amazing. And I, re- I like if you're going to compare it to something, I would compare it to The Blind Side. Yeah. But I reckon it was I think even it's a better. Lot better. I think it's a lot better than The yeah. Blind Side. Uh, what Blind did you guys side, think? Blind Side hasn't aged that well for no, me. No, it hasn't aged well. Um, no. Nah. Uh, but I thought, yeah, King Richard's great. It's probably more remembered for something else now, that whole movie, and we'll touch yeah, on that later. We will. But, yeah, he was great, Will Smith. I thought the wife, on, played by Anjanue Ellis, yeah. was excellent. And I was surprised because so they sell it as, you know, the dad and it's the movie about the dad. But then, And obviously Serena is the bigger athlete now. Yeah. But in the film, it's more about Venus, Venus. Um, which I found really interesting and I really liked. I thought yeah. it was Shows how defiant he was in the face of his daughters. I thought he was. I thought, yeah, he was excellent in the movie Will Smith. Yeah, just 100%. so good. I came into it like not knowing the full extent of the story, and I'm. I was really, yeah, as you said, intrigued by how Venus was obviously, you know, rising up the ranks, like becoming pro and all that. Um, but yeah, it was such an interesting story. And then, um, you know, yeah, the rest of the supporting cast was amazing. Um, what did you think of King Richard Spencer? I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Really? <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm a terrible person. I was, um, no, I, I, look, I watched a few little YouTube things on it. Yeah. Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously these, obviously these roles for Will Smith don't come around too often. No, and no. It, um, you know, he did boycott a couple of years ago and it's good to see him, um, you know, back there. Mm. Obviously not in the best limelight right now, but um, no, happy for him. Good sports one. movie as well. Great sports movie. And it's, it's hard to film really good sports, like sports scenes. And I think, because yeah. we guys like, we love sport. I think when you watch a, a movie, you can kind of tell that mm. it, it, if, if it doesn't hit well with the actual, in the in the, mo- in the, the sporty moments, sport, yeah. you're like, oh, it kind of takes <coughs> you out. Yeah. But I thought the, te- the scenes where they're playing tennis, even when they're training or they're Full playing real, the matches, yeah. really, really good. What about the movie Wimbledon? Oh, that's great. That's one of the better tennis Kirsten movies. Kirsten Dunst and Paul great Bettany. Film. Yeah, Paul Bettany, great tennis player. <laughs> He's just like grunting the whole movie and falling over. Great film. Uh, great film. That should, probably should have been nominated as well. <laughs> um, touched on it before, Licorice Pizza it was a cracker. What Unreal. did you guys think? I saw this for my birthday in the cinema. Yep. I had so much fun watching this movie. I thought oh. it was I thought it was so funny. Yeah. I was in my chair laughing so hard. I had the best time. I thought the both of the lead performances oh. from Cooper Hoffman and then Alana Heim, just electric. PTA, so he's right. Like it just I think it goes for just a touch over two hours, but it just yeah. flows so well. And there's no real plot of the movie. You're nah. just hanging out with these characters. But it just the rhythm of the dialogue is just so good to listen to. Uh, and then that little 15-minute interval where you got Bradley Cooper there where he's just yeah. killing it on screen. Oh. I just had I had a blast watching this in the cinemas. It was so good. I um, I was like blown away by Licorice Pizza. It was so funny. As you said, you're like enthralled from start to finish and it was very like kind of quirky. Like mm. I didn't know what was really going to happen. But as you said, you get these cameos of like Bradley Cooper. Sean Penn. Sean Penn randomly like just – and it was so cool. And, yeah, Coop Hoffman, Alana Heim, they killed it. And their, like, chemistry was really good. I'm going to say that Licorice Pizza, because would you call it a rom-com? Maybe? Um, 
or more yeah. of a comedy? Yeah, more of a comedy. Yeah. But there is, I mean, there's that romantic element between it. It's a bit weird as well because, and there's, he's, it has been very divisive, the film, because he's still in, Cooper Hoffman's character is still in high school and she's like 22, 23. Yeah. So it's yeah. a bit like, how are you going? But <laughs> apart from that, if it's you illegal. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's in the 70s, so it's just, there you go. But yeah. I thought, yeah, it was just one of the funniest movies I saw last year. So good. You haven't seen it so have you? No. I, I have would, not seen this if, either. If I was going to recommend any movie other than like June and the other ones, yep. it would have to be Liquid yeah. Pizza. Just waiting for it to come out on streaming, man. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, definitely worth a watch. Uh, another great film, Nightmare Alley. Yeah. What I did you guys think of it? Saw this in the movies as well. Went by myself. Just had a blast. I think if there's yeah. one director that really knows, like we are talking about Adam McKay before, like leans into his element. Yeah. Gamil Del Toro, like he's just in his element Ran here. with it. 100%. Just a great collection of um, actors as well. Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Willem Dafoe. I thought the movie, it may, to some people, may drop off in the second half. Yeah. But I was just, Bradley Cooper was just so, so good in the film. His, his uh, relationship with Rooney Mara was great. Yeah. I thought the pacing of the film was really good and mm. just all around, I, I had a blast watching it. It was my, out of the Best Picture nominees, it was probably my favourite movie. Really? Yeah, just above Licorice Pizza and, yeah. and Dune for me. Yeah, no, Nightmare Alley was, I thought it was just amazing, like, Obviously, Del Toro very much is about like real effects and um, I've seen a lot that they kind of, you know, built all these sets with like mm. the um, carnival and stuff. And I thought that, you know, him just like placing such an emphasis on like little details like costuming. I think he got nominated for costuming um, and stuff like that just made it so The good. production design. Yeah. Yeah. And the performances were really good. But I'm glad that it was like very dark. Hundred percent. Like he's just done lean into it. Pan's Labyrinth, which was dark as well, but I feel like this was much more. Are you a Shape of Water fan? I, I did like it. I'm gonna say I, I no. did like it. Getting no, it on no, with an no, alien but, or a fish? No, definitely yeah, it's not. It's a weird story, but yeah, I thought Nightmare Alley was good, and I loved that it was dark. Yeah, I think this. Think? I think this film has way more of a case for Best Picture than Shape of Water did. It didn't really get received well, did it? No, like it. Yeah, I th- it's probably just like voter fatigue with like. Del Toro, I think. Like, yeah, true. Because it's kind of like you know, it's all they're both like kind of noir um, kind yeah. of films. It is. It is also a two and a half hour movie about some guy <laughs> in a in a car. You know what I mean? People, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a bit. It's a it's a tough sell. But if you go and see, just kind of put the phone away, sit down, yeah, and just, just let, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Throw thought, yourself into yeah, it. I thought the cinematography was great in it as well. I thought, um, obviously, June won best cinematography, but. That, that camera was just always doing something interesting, you know. Yep. I don't think it was ever really well just said. like still. It was always moving. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that definitely should have won over June in my eyes, really. Really? Mm. Wow. For that's cinematography. A big, that's a big call. Who I was the Well, because at the end of the day, like June, I know a lot of, like some of it was practical, but it was a lot of green screen and stuff. And Nightmare Alley was just so real. Against yeah. our man, Greg Frazier, the Aussie. I know. Yeah, he's killing it. Um. Last thing as well with Nightmare Alley, I thought Bradley Cooper was really good. So good. Like the ending, he just like became the character. Yeah. Um, so I think he deserved a bit more praise. He's there. got another movie coming out this year, um, his second directorial feature. Oh, really? It's called, I can't remember the film, but it's he's playing Leonard Bernstein. Right. The uh, famous musician from like the 70s. Oh, and it's another. Interesting. It's meant to be very, very another good. Another musician movie Yeah, for another him. musician movie for him. Love so. music. Oh, God. Uh, next film on the list is The Power of the Dog, which 
was the heavy favourite leading into the Oscars mm. for a long time before yeah. Coda won just a sweep of awards. And then yeah. Power of the Dog, I watched it at home, came out on Netflix. It's A lot of criticism is that it's boring. I, I tend to agree. Like it had yeah. me there. Some of the performances are really good. I thought Cumberbatch was – if Will Smith wasn't going to win it, I thought Cumberbatch was right there. It was yeah. excellent. Same with Jesse Plemons, who I love, Kirsten Dunst, and then Cody Smith-McPhee, the Aussie. Yeah. Um, there's just some parts where it just drags it and nothing happens. Yeah. And I'm all for, like, we all love our, our movies, but it's a tough sell to people who just want to watch a good movie for like two hours. Especially a, at home. Like this 100%. is a Netflix film. Like you expect someone to keep their eyes on the TV for two hours on something, yeah. you know, that's very slow. Um, but yeah, Benedict was really good in this. I actually wanted him to win. He's the one that kind of kept me... Uh, with, it. with with the movie. Yep. Whenever he yeah. was there, I was like, okay, Benedict's back. Let's see what he's cooking with. Filmed 100%. in New Zealand as well. Yeah. Um, I think they got a bit of uh, criticism because it's obviously the movie's set in Montana um, and they were a bit annoyed that it was filmed in New Zealand. Who but cares? I, yeah, it's who a cares? Movie. And I thought the landscapes and the cinematography. Um, don't even Australian, notice. Yeah, exactly. There's Australian cinematographer Ari beautiful Wegner. Movie. Yeah, so beautiful. I thought it was yeah amazing in that sense. It 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 does drag a bit, yeah. and yeah, it's it's not like uh, personally. I probably wouldn't if it, if it was in cinemas. Was it or was it? I think it had. Well, the, the the rules are it has to be in cinemas for at least two weeks. Spe- right. in the states, so it's small. Release. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like to be eligible for nominations, I don't know if it was released in cinemas in Australia. Yeah, yeah. I, it, yeah, I think if it was in cinemas, I would have really known what was going on. I had to watch it again to really understand, like the ending, the ending, yeah, and, like, the like, the relationship, how he died, yeah, like, everything like that, and like why Benedict was over in that pond by himself, like naked. naked. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, that relationship between his... Covering Cody himself Bronco in Cody Spit McPhee, there's a bit... Yeah, Benedict and... they're alluding to. Obviously, yeah. the Bronco guy that Benedict looks up to, you know, you can tell there's something going on there, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think if it was a cinema movie, it definitely would have yeah. been um, easier to follow for everyone. I watched... Yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other, a couple of weeks ago and the host was called it The Power of the Nap. that's a good one very good that is very telling yep so next one we've got is steven spielberg's west side story gentlemen yeah i watched this a couple i watched this last month on disney plus because it came out and i watched it on a friday night and again it's if i was in the cinema i would have been way more enthralled i'm not i've got a kind of like love hate relationship with musicals i'm not the biggest fan if it's really good i'll enjoy it if it's kind of me i'm not saying this is mediocre but like this is a remake of a of a movie that won all the Oscars back in the yeah. 60s and it's just the story just – I right, love the story. I'm not a massive fan of Ansel, uh, Ansel yeah. Elgort. He's a bit weird for me. Um, <laughs> I thought uh, the best part was – and she was rightfully awarded. Ariana yeah. DeBose won for Best Supporting Actress and like with Benedict Cumberbatch in Power of the Dog, whenever she was on, I was hooked. Everything else it was just kind of – Background flat. noise. Yeah. yeah, background noise yeah, for I me. Think- yeah, it's definitely a full musical, whereas like for La La Land, for example, like one of my favourite movies, you know, there's a lot of good story mix. drama in there as well, mixed yep. in throughout, yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. No, I haven't seen West Side Story myself. I probably don't think I'll be rushing to see it. But, yeah, it obviously had reasons to be awarded for different things. So yeah. Um, Just think of the remakes. Like, come yeah. on, Spielberg. You know, it's a big technical feat. Mm. Uh, deserves to be nominated. So yeah, yeah no qualms there. For he's, sure. he's got a movie, another movie coming out in 2022. It's kind of like an autobiographical movie, Steven Spielberg, and his parents are going to be played by Seth Rogen and <laughs> Kerry Mulligan. Oh my god! So oh, interesting. Uh, but yeah, but it's gonna. I think. Who's, I think who's gonna play him? Uh, it, it'll be interesting. I, but I reckon it'll be another big, big award contender next year. Wow! Is, is, that is is Seth Rogen ever gonna like stop making us laugh? Like, can he ever go into that drama thing? I think that's what he's gonna try and do. I think he did it well a couple of years ago when he was in Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah. When he played Leaning Wozniaki. Yeah, 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 I think he can. I think he can get there, and I wouldn't be surprised if this movie gets him there. I would love if he just randomly. Like had an amazing drama performance. Just went like full Jim Carrey and yeah, yeah, do it. Truman Show. I, I that would be really interesting. Um, another big one which I haven't seen. Tragedy of Macbeth. You guys yeah. seen that? Yeah. I see, seen that see, this is the thing with the streaming, the big yeah. streaming renaissance we're in. There is a lot of movies here that we have not seen, and yeah, I think our listeners would be the same. Tragedy of Macbeth is obviously not the easiest sell. No. Um, I did happen to sit through all of it just because Denzel <laughs> is Denzel. Yeah. Um, it is really amazing. Um, if you like the Coen brothers, I think just give it a watch. And again, another great technical feat. I think yep. probably deserved to get nominated. Um, but yeah, again, it's Shakespeare. People talk like they're talking Shakespeare. It's not a, yeah, really a script to you can understand, follow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still from like the trailers and stuff, it does look like a very good looking movie mm. and that's the that's whole reason why it, and it, is in black and white the whole time yes yeah so you got you got a movie on apple tv plus which is not the most popular streaming yep. service yeah plus it's black and white plus it's in shakespeare it's in four, yeah. it's in four three 
four by three format. Like it's oh. not full sixteen nine. Like <laughs> so there you go. So Any other reasons why we shouldn't watch it? Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> no, we'll just watch it for Denzel. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Francis McDormand. If also Apple want to sponsor the podcast, <laughs> then we'll sell it as much as we can. <laughs> yeah, Apple, if you're listening. If Spotify uh, start making movies. <laughs> for sure. So now we'll get into best performances of 2021. We already kind of alluded to a few of them. Um, off the bat, I think, you know, despite the controversy, I think Will Smith was really good mm-hmm. as Richard Williams. I think that he just brought the character in immediately. I think the movie kind of opens. He's just like in his... Uh, little van and he's talking about like he's listening to like a tennis like instructing video and stuff and you can just like start to see him really playing the character so I thought he killed it um another big one for me which I think I reckon was the most impressive performance for me 2021 Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson absolutely I love having to learn how to play piano sing um and also act and be this character of this man who you know was just so like energetic and like so talented i thought he killed it i love love this bloke he's just gone he's really after i watched after i watched tick tick boom and then spider-man he's in my top five like favorite male actors right now and i think he's just everything he does is so impressive he like throws himself into it you can see how committed he is you know when you watch some movies and some actors are kind of half assing it he just goes full pelt in everything and I think 100%. he was just so again he just hooked me from from the start his voice was so impressive his singing mm. voice too yeah you watch like the actual real clips of Jonathan Larson in real life yeah. and he's so on point uh, yeah Absolutely. I think he was electric in it yeah he killed it um another one as well just quickly on the Garfield train not that many people would have seen it but Eyes of Tammy Faye yes seen, seen it? it yes yeah. he, I, I he didn't good think, in it I'd see I thought he was a bit just okay in it yeah. Like, obviously, she was the standout and she yeah. roughly got awarded for it. But yeah. I just thought he was okay. Can I – a snub for me, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's a movie called Red Rocket. It came I haven't out, seen came it, out, I've heard really came out last year. So it was a guy with Simon Rex. You'd probably recognize him. He was in a lot of the scary movies. Yeah. And he plays like this washed-up uh, porn actor <laughs> and he moves back to his hometown in Texas and then he starts like this relationship with an 18-year-old yeah. and just trying to get by. I thought he got – Snub so hard. He was so funny Did in the he movie. Get Golden Globe. Nom? He got a guy. I think he got a Golden Globe. He got a. He got a SAG nom. He got the. He won the Critics Choice Award, I believe, or won the. Oh no, not won the Independent Choice Award for Best Actor. Yeah, I thought he and not probably no one's heard of Red Rocket, but it was yeah. just such an outstanding film, and he was just so funny in it. So yeah. that's a bit. That was a big snub for me. I, I think I was really pushing for him to get yeah, recognized. Hundred percent. I think. Um, I haven't seen Red Rocket, but I watched this. Um. Hollywood Reporter Actors Roundtable. Oh, they're the best. They're so good. And he was talking with um, like Andrew Garfield, Jonathan Majors, Nick Nicolas Cage, Cage and yeah. stuff. It was so good to Nicolas uh, Cage watch. was um, saying some good stuff on He that, was. Actually. But yeah, Simon Rex was just really impressive to hear. He's like very eloquent. He was in the scary movies but more kind of played like comedic yeah. characters. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it was great that he could play this character and be in this movie. And another thing on Red Rocket, I heard that they – because it was set in like sort of um, interstate like a, yeah. US um, and they picked like people who actually lived in these towns. They mm. filmed on location like with minimal sort of set design and stuff. So it was a very like real film. So Really, really funny too. Definitely um, need to watch Red Rocket. Uh, what were some big performances for you, Spencer? Um, big performances for me, obviously Andrew Garfield. I I really did want Benedict um to win. I thought he was great. Yep. Um, I I do think 
that Adam Driver and or Lady Gaga, one of the two or both, should have been recognised for the House, House of Gucci. Gucci. The best actress, you look at those nominees, those five, they're not, nothing really, st- I really liked Kristen Stewart in Spencer. Yeah. And that movie is a bit weird, but I thought she was a be- obviously the best part of it. Nicole Kidman, uh, from what I've read and, and listened to, Being the Ricardos is a very forgettable movie. Yeah. And she puts in a very forgettable performance. Um, I'm, I don't mind <laughs> Olivia Coleman because I think she's outstanding in everything she yeah. does. Yeah, she, 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 she just it. did her thing in that movie. She and crushes like, everything. Yeah. Killing it at the moment. Um, yeah, she obviously deserves to be there. She's one of the best female actors working. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I haven't seen Parallel Mothers with Penelope Cruz. Neither. So I don't really know. Where Lady Gaga would fit in, it's obviously a very tough. Um, did you category. like? Did you did you like the accent? I thought she did. I thought she did it fine. Like yeah. once you really realize that, like the fifteen minutes in, you realize this is what they're going for. Like yeah, you, know, you just got to you, you forget about it. it. Yeah. And yeah, I thought that movie was really well made, despite like how it was received. And yeah, um, it's a shame that it didn't get recognized. I thought Adam Driver was very good in it as well. He was like way more subdued than. Like punching a hole through a wall in um, Marriage Story. He's yeah. well, He's again. He's just great in everything. He's yeah. Good in the Lost Jewel. I just one thing. House of oh, he's great as Kylo Ren. I just can't. Oh, yeah, he's the best it. part about the trilogy. I just can't stand Jared Leto. Yeah, I can't stand. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I can't. I'm he a pigeon. Sounds like Borat. Eh? Yeah, I just everything he does. He's uh, just been weird and over the top, and just takes me out of the movie. I think Jared Leto is overrated. Yeah, 100%. no, that's a fair assessment. Like he had one good movie, one good, got awarded. Yeah, cool. And then every, since that, you've been shit. This mm. is the thing. Like, <laughs> if you look at Dallas Buyers Club, was he even that good in Dallas Buyers Club? When you think about it, like he, he's being exactly the same actor that he's been today. He, he's just you know he's playing a very flamboyant character. Yeah, I think I'm not sure who the nominees were that year. Dallas Buyers Club obviously picked up a lot of. Um, Picked up a lot of momentum throughout that year and yeah. McConaughey took it. But yeah, I just think Jared Leto, you know, highly overrated and that supporting actor thing kind of put us in a place where, you know, he, he might be that guy. But yeah. he's definitely not that guy. 100%. <laughs> not that guy. He is not that guy. Um, yeah, no, I definitely agree. I um, Another big performance for me, which was obviously awarded, but um, Jessica Chastain as Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. I thought it was seriously impressive she consumes this character has to wear the like prosthetics of mm. these like kind of big cheeks and stuff yeah um i thought she killed it and she does a lot of singing and like her character is very always laughing and stuff yeah. um if that's like you can see her kind of character and it's kind of like shown through her makeup yeah she's kind of losing not to get too deep but she's kind of like losing control of herself and like her own persona, and she kind yeah. of gets lost in 100%. the fame that her and Andrew Garfield receive. Yeah, and the the bigger the, the makeup, power. the bigger the makeup gets, the kind of the smaller grasp she has on like on herself, on and herself, her, and her Absolutely. relationship with Andrew Garfield. So, I thought, yeah, I thought she was excellent. I thought she was like justly rewarded, and it was yeah. good that she's just one of those actors that I think everyone likes. And you're like, all right, cool. I'm glad she won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. She, but, so she didn't Jared win Leto. for Zero Dark Thirty, did she? No, she got no. nominated. She got nominated for that and the Help. Yeah, yeah right. so makeup. Her. This one's a makeup for her. So Absolutely. speaking of Jared Leto, that year yep. he beat Bacard Abdi for Captain Phillips, mm-hmm. who was the pirate. Yeah, look at me. Bradley Cooper, American Hustle. No. Nope. Michael Fassbender, Twelve Years a Slave. No. Nope. And then Jonah Hill, Wolf of Wall Street. Absolutely not. There yeah. Isn't, he, no. Rayon was think? not a better character than Michael Fassbender in whipping Lapita. Yeah. 
No. And Jonah Hill, I think, wins that. If we look yeah, back at it today, I think Jonah Hill wins that. Yeah, I'd say it'd be tough between Fassbender and Jonah Hill, but definitely not. It was a role that was begging for an Oscar. Yes. It's the transformation. It's yes. a very important um, film, obviously, and we're not discrediting it at all. But I think just in the big, you know, in the big picture of it all, you kind of look back and you're like, look at those four, look at those five movies. Well, it yeah. just, it, it doesn't date well because of where his career has gone from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like if someone wins a, uh, an Oscar early on, you're like, okay, he's destined for big things. Yeah. And then everything he's done there, whether it be the Joker, Morbius now, House <laughs> of Gucci, he's just terrible yeah. in my opinion. Another thing on the Oscar win, I heard that he was at the after party he was like handing the Oscar around as if it was like nothing. Oh, well, not to say it was nothing, but he's actually lost his Oscar <laughs> trophy. Oh, he's lost the trophy. He's lost it. Good. He, he hasn't got it back since the, <laughs> the after party. He doesn't deserve he's lost I his feel, mojo. Not that I know Jared Leto. Like I'm not saying I do, but <laughs> I think the fact that he lost his Oscar trophy shows just Oh, it's a symbolic like, representation of, of his mojo. Of his, yeah, absolutely. He doesn't deserve Lost it said. for Morbius. No, he does for not. that. <laughs> he's Morbius. Yeah, no, don't worry. About it. There'll be an episode on Morbius. Don't you worry. But um, uh, he's not good in that. So what, that. so what do we think about Kirsten Dunst getting snubbed? I thought she was really good. Yeah. Who were the other nominees? I'll have a look in the other nominees for that category. I think she was good. I'm not. I don't think she was better than Ariana DeBose. So the other category, uh, Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Judy Dench for Belfast, which she's in three scenes. I don't know how she got nominated. I do not know how she. And got Ingenue she Ellis. Dame so Judy I, Dench, that is. I think Dame Judy Dench. Yes, correct. <laughs> uh, I think if I wasn't going to give it to Ariana DeBose, I would have given it to Ingenue Ellis for King Richard, and then just below that, Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter. I think yeah. Jesse Buckley is an actress that's on the rise. She she's is. been really good in a lot of in a lot of movies the last couple of years. But I thought, like I said before, we spoke about King Richard, Ingenue Ellis was the second best uh, thing about that movie behind yeah. Will Smith. Absolutely. Another, another massive surprise um, from Power of the Dog is that Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst are actually together, yes. which I Didn't did not know, know until I watched the ceremony. Yeah. Good for them. And their like dynamic in the film, they doesn't spoil anything, but they obviously form a relationship, yeah. is weird. And I wonder what that would have been like to film. I was surprised that he couple. got nominated. Uh, yeah, he's he's played some funny characters in his time. He has. Like he's, for me, he's the guy from Like Mike. <laughs> yeah. He's the bully. The or, bully. Or Spencer from Breaking Bad. Yeah, is yeah. It Spencer, I think his name yeah. is. Yeah, and he's also uh, Al seen- Pacino's son in in The Irishman. Yeah, have you seen? Yeah, we put the fish in the boot. Yeah, have in you the seen backseat. Game Night? No, he plays the neighbor. Have you seen Game Night? Never. Oh, it's a really good comedy. It came out a couple of years ago with Rachel McAdams and Jason Bateman. No, and he plays their neighbor who's like a cop, <laughs> and he's just so weird and he leans into it so much. But it's he's so funny. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I don't know if it deserved a nomination. Power of the Dog, his performance, like his no. character was weird, and he it was just I don't know. Stubborn, he, had no he was really stubborn and annoying. I yeah, thought, he had, like he had no emotion. It was, I don't know. If you look at that, like, if you look at that supporting actor list, you got Troy Kotzer who won, Kieran Hines in Belfast as the grandfather, yep. Jesse Plemons, J.K. Simmons, and Cody Spit McPhee. So if you look back on this a couple of years, again, it's not the strongest category. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, Troy Kotzer, like, very well deserved. He killed it. And there was no one else coming. Really close. funny. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so hey, funny. Well done to him. Yeah. We're waving our hands. We're clapping him in sign language, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I thought his performance was excellent and just so much emotion that he was able to show 
and I think he really represented, um, you know, the deaf community well. So he yep. killed it. And I would love to see what he does going forward. I think on the Coda train, as I said before, Amelia Jones killed it. And I think that she should have snuck onto the best supporting actress list. Judy Dench said about five words. <laughs> she it's was singing. Bad. She killed it she, again. She was on the like Hollywood Reporter actress. Do you think? Do you table. think it was? I thought it was more of a lead role though for her. Yeah, just sell it as a supporting because she's the main character. So yeah. it'd be tough to sell as a supporting actress. Yeah, tough sell. I guess she got nominated for the Baftas for Best Actress. Did she? So the funny thing is that the Baftas had five complete different Best Actress nom- Best Actress Two. nominations to the Oscars. Wow, five completely different nominees. Yeah, which is which shows how. How kind of like I I didn't know like Jessica Chastain was probably the favorite lead into it, but yeah. I thought anyone could have won on that day yeah. because it was such a bizarre category. There was no real standout. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's the thing I think you see with like how the Academy Awards differs to all these other things. Like the Academy Awards is really about um, congratulating like the the good actors at the time. Like yeah. if you're too young, which she obviously is very young. Um, you know, they're just not really going to consider you. You know, they're all about like a storyline, Jessica Chastain, you know, she's been in great movies. She deserves something like this. They're yeah, more about it, these overarching narratives than really just awarding what was best. Yeah. You know? It seems like it's very much like that. Like the films that they actually deserve the award for, they don't get because they don't get the praise until years later. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay, well now we'll give it for like maybe the role that, Shouldn't have got. Can I just so. say as well? I think we need a new category of like best best impersonation or like best performance of a real person. Because if you look at the four acting best categories, adapted character be, best or adapted something. character, something like that would be. If you look at the best, if you look at the like all the four categories, you got what Will Smith, real person; Javier Bardem, real person; Andrew Garfield, real real person; Jessica Chastain, playing a real person. Nicole Kidman, real person. Christian Stewart, real person. <laughs> like eighty percent of the nominees yeah. are playing real people, yeah. and it just seems like if you're gonna if you play a real person and you're like an A A plus actor, you're gonna get nominated. Yeah. No matter There's if the formula. movie, no matter if the movie's like okay or not. 100%. Like we saw this a couple of years ago with Gary Oldman when he won for The Darkest Hour. Yeah. Okay, movie, forgettable movie. So forgettable. Because he plays Winston Churchill, he kind of gets the nom- he gets the win. Yeah. Well, like. Daniel Day Lewis, obviously for Lincoln. For Lincoln, but like, it's just oh, like, well, you yeah. know, look, like he was amazing in that. But it's just like, if you put Daniel Day Lewis and a massive figure together, you know, it's like, how can you lose? I think it's a yeah. lot harder to you see an original script and you've got to bring that character to life rather than seeing think, all these yeah. clips or hearing all these clips of this real person and you just get to, I don't want to say imitate because that sounds a bit low, but just kind of give your own spin on that. Yeah. I just think it's a yeah. bit. It's different and that's why there probably should be a new category. So, Well, that, well that's the thing. It's like you, you've got Will Smith playing the father and then you just get, you know, the real family and stuff to really back you up. If you've got the Williams sisters like – they were the producers, and they were there. Like, they were there for all the awards. I know if they've yeah. you know, shaken hands got those with everyone. Two very influential people, like backing you up. You know, like um, I think it's really only like PTA and Tarantino that are putting these original, original stories, characters yeah, yeah. up on the screen. I think on that point, original stories like those two, Cooper Hoffman, um, Alana Himes, Alana Himes, they deserved more praise. Well, you got it with the screenplay. Do it with the performance. You yeah. got original adapted. Do it with the performance. And I reckon another category they should add. Sorry, getting on a bit different tangent, but like best new feature or like best new performance. 
Like you've got like yeah. in sport, you've got rookie of the year, like exactly. best new artist, best the new artist at the Grammys. Why can't you do that for a director? 100%. And you can, I reckon, you can mix it. Maybe you could do a director and, a, and an actor and a writer yeah. in the same category. Best, best directorial debut, hundred percent. Like I think that would be good because their ratings have just gone down a lot. They went up obviously because all the slap debacle, yeah. but just add more categories to make it a bit more interesting, a bit more lively. Yeah, great and there's, ideas. There's too much politics. Um, another one that I thought was underrated. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Netflix original um, The Hand of God. It's no. an Italian film and it was really good. Yep. It The main character, um, he's like a teenager played by uh, Filippo Scotti. He, um, he killed it. And it's basically following when Diego Maradona did the famous like Hand, Hand of God, God at the World um, Cup, yeah. handball goal. Wow. And he... He, it's based in Napoli because he joined the Napoli soccer team. Um, but it's just such a good story, such a beautiful movie. Um, and that kind of deserved a bit more. It did get nominated for Best International Film. Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't going to beat Drive My Car based on reviews and stuff, but I think deserves more praise and definitely would recommend on Netflix. Yep. Can I, I, um, see, I see one movie here that I know we're all fans of that I think should have been nominated for Best Picture. Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was such uh, a case, case in point of what we were just talking about. Yes. Yeah. Appeal, and, like, and you don't want to just nominate it just for the fact you want to appeal to a, a bigger demographic. But yeah. I think as well, like it made, if you look at the box office since the pandemic started, it made $1.88 billion. Mm-hmm. Like that's top five all time with and or without the pandemic. Since the no pandemic, pandemic started, no movies made over a billion dollars. So just yeah. that achievement alone, bringing all those new, like bringing all the old characters back. I think everyone who saw it had such a great time watching it. Yeah, one of the best cinema experiences. 100%. And they obviously do have the fan favourite award, which uh, Justice League won. Yeah, it's a cop-out. It's (laughs) It's a a cop-out But why didn't No Way Home win that? It was nominated. Because you just get all these bots on Twitter – Voting for all these, uh, voting it's for just HBO, really. Speed, yeah, Force. speed Force, like uh, the oh, Flash man. entering the Speed Force, okay, like no. terrible. It, it's yeah. a, you know, it is obviously Black Panther, the like a full cast of African American people, like African movie, yeah. And No Way Home, you've just got like three white guys running around. You know, it's yeah. not. You know, if we're if we're running the same tropes here, like it's not diverse enough. Like, well, if you if you go back, like when. They brought they they extended the nomination category for best picture from five to ten back in '09 when yep. Dark Knight missed out yep. and they had a massive uproar and they said all right we're going to open the category more to bring in these more films to get a big a larger audience yep. and since then they've only really nominated Black Panther they haven't really nominated a lot of animated films which, yeah. are, which have a massive audience as well yeah so they're just adding all these other films that a lot of people haven't seen. Indie you, films. A little indie films. You just gotta be a lot smarter in my opinion about this yeah. stuff. And No Way Home was one of the best movies of twenty twenty one. Hundred percent. And I think they need to acknowledge that superhero movies can still be good movie. good cinema. Yes. Like the fact that, that we obviously did a whole episode on it, but No Way Home did some things that you never thought could be possible and mm. they wrote it so well had some amazing scenes and the cinemas were cheering. And I don't think that will happen when you're watching Tragedy of Macbeth. No, it's like (laughs) you can't can't have many movies anymore that you can take 20 years of film and connect them all together like that. Exactly. You couldn't do like a CODA, extended universe, something like that. 
<laughs> no, yeah. Like you've got to appreciate these great <laughs> films when they come. Yeah, and, and, yeah. A, and a lot of like cinema snobs will say, oh, okay, well, it got the box office, so that's its award. Well, no, you can acknowledge both things. Yeah, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. No, exactly. Well, well said. yeah, so it was it was a best visual effects nominee, obviously. Uh, June one, June won that. So that's really all it um all, all it got. got. Yeah, yeah. I think Andrew it's Garfield alone should have. Um, Got numbed. <laughs> and if you had, and if if it got, oh, I they should have pushed Sony. Uh, Sony should have pushed him for best supporting actor. You reckon? Hundred percent. Yeah, he, 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 he killed it. I walked away from that being he was the best part. Best part of that movie. Yeah, hundred percent. He was. And you can't tell me that if you nominated Spider Man No Way Home, you know when they introduced the best picture throughout the night. Yeah, you can't tell me if him. you brought up Zendaya, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, all four of them on stage talking about their experience with the movie. Heaps, oh. heaps of eyeballs would have been glued to that show. Oh, absolutely. Watching it gives me it. goosebumps just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, it makes me want to rewatch it right now. <laughs> um, another couple that I thought deserved a bit more, don't know if you guys have seen it, The Harder They Fall on Netflix. Haven't seen it yet. It I keep is, hearing a lot of good stuff about it. It's really good. Like I don't really you know, gravitate towards Western films. Obviously, Django and a few others are amazing. But this one was seriously entertaining. It's got an amazing cast. Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, they kill it. I reckon it's one of the best looking movies of 2021. The costuming, just how it's filmed is very colourful. Um, definitely would watch it. It's, it's. I don't think it got nominated at all nah. for anything, um, but it was seriously good and would recommend. A movie um, you've got on there, I don't know if you guys have seen Have you guys seen The Last Duel? Yep. Yes. Did you like how they how the they kind of told the story? The Loved three it. Different Loved parts? it. So Loved original. Yeah. I was um, I was I was taking it back. I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah. Is interesting to see what they're different. doing here. And you just see how, like Adam Driver is just playing the biggest dickhead in oh, that movie. Man. Adam thought, Driver I, and Ben Affleck obviously playing the biggest dickhead. Speaking yeah. about how kind of um, not great the supporting actress category was I thought Jodie Comer was a bit stiff to miss out mm. for her she performance so in that good. I thought she was the best part of that whole film yeah completely snubbed absolutely um, she as, as was the French Dispatch yeah 100% did you do you guys like yeah I like the French Dispatch I thought I loved it. I, I thought my favorite um story from that was the first one it kind of like yeah went with the movie I thought yeah. that was the one with um Benicio Del Toro where he yeah. plays the artist in jail that I thought was that was excellent yep we see a good set of <laughs> Good set of knockers in that one. Eh? <laughs> um, no, I thought French Dispatch was just a fun movie. Um, Wes Anderson, you know, he's killing it. Can't really step wrong. Um, but yeah, some of the stories did kind of didn't have my attention that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but still, interesting concept. Um, amazing cast as always. I thought it should have got something, and at least a nomination in in some of the um, other awards, but. I think Timothy Timothy Chalamet was really good in it. Yeah, like, his story with Francis McDormand. Yeah, I thought his performance was really good, and you know that that wasn't really talked about. So again, I don't think he'll. He's kind of like Leo. He won't. You look at all the films Leo's been in. He hasn't really had one ba- like a bad performance. Maybe J Edgar stands out as a bad one. I think. Yeah. I don't think Timothy's had a bad performance yet. No, but he was great in Don't Look Up. Like he was real funny. He was, yeah. And then in June, obviously, and then in, but he had a, such a good twenty twenty one. It's crazy. Yeah, in three big films. I uh, think. Speaking of June earlier and how part two will probably kill it. I think if he continues and depending on where his character goes, I think he could be up for something. Does he maybe need a, there. Does he need to put on some size? 
Oh, for sure, and he's that'll come with as he gets he's older. He's a bit like, small. Like, yeah, he's a bit small, but he's a and teenager. And he's haunting it at the Oscars as well. <laughs> oh, that was, he was. A, that was a choice. Else. Uh, um, but yeah, I think this this is probably Timothy's like Titanic, like for lack of a better way to describe it. Like yeah. if we're putting his trajectory with Leo's, you know, I think this is his big film, and then hopefully he starts leaning into some more. Hopefully he finds a great director. Obviously, Denise is mm. a great director, but. Leo can just really rest on Scorsese, can't he? Yeah, and I hope absolutely. Timothy's not for too long, like though. A nice collaboration somewhere. Uh, another one that I thought, I don't know if it should have been nominated, but was really good film, The Green Knight. Did you guys? I have seen that. Seen I watched it? that like last it? year. I, again, it would have been a movie. I, it would have been a, a movie I liked a lot more if I saw it in the cinemas. Yeah, I, I agree. watched it at home. Streaming. Very strange. Very weird. But film. Dev Patel, another guy that I really like as an actor. Yeah, I thought he killed it. Um, Great film, would recommend Green Knight. Didn't really get talked about too much. Um, so, yeah. Another thing I don't think got talked about enough um, is the slap. Yes. Yes. Let's get into the slap. A lot of people <laughs> had their takes. Yeah. I don't think everyone, I don't think anyone talked about it that much. Let's dive Should we it. talk about when, like, how you saw it? So, I saw, I was coming back from work. I was on the train had, watching it on my phone. And, I was text. I was texting Spencer throughout the day about our, our takes on the awards so far, and I just see. I I luckily turned my phone back on, or I, I turned the streaming back on, yeah. just in time as Chris Rock got on stage, and I saw he made the joke, and I was just like, "What the hell just happened?" I thought it was a bit at first, yeah, and then beca- and I, I'm sure Staged. a lot of people feel the same way. As soon as he started swearing, take my fucking name's wife out your mouth. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. And, and then Chris, everyone was just silent. silent. You see Lapid and Nyong'o next to him being like, oh wow, yeah. what oh, is, is going this on? This is happening. But honestly, what a flog in my opinion. Will Smith. Will Smith. What yeah. a flog. I mean, look, who? we're talking winners and losers here. Like I think the biggest winner out of this is Chris Rock. He's going to sell out all of his shows this yes. year. Oh, absolutely. Um, I just saw he got a second show added to Melbourne. Like, yeah, this week. So, like, obviously, he's doing yeah. all right. Um, biggest loser for me, like, Will Smith got his Oscar, whatever. And obviously, this morning, I don't know if you've seen, um, he's yeah, now the banned, band. banned for ten years from the Academy Awards. Costi did say he can still be nominated. Though. Still eligible to be nominated. Just though. can't go. There. Just can't go just to can't the, go. Wow. the like, awards. Yeah, whatever. But I yeah. think the biggest loser here is the Academy Awards because, like, as a, as a show as a whole, like you yeah. you've just been overshadowed by something that obviously you couldn't script. No. Um, but, you know, over, overall it was a bit of like a lacklustered show and I think that really was the only thing that made it trending on Twitter. 100%. I, I remember being the same thing, thinking it was staged and just being like, what the hell just happened? And then um, it just carried on. Carried on. And it, I don't, like personally, I don't think it took away from his performance. Like he still had a great performance yeah. in King Richard, but... Yeah, he's he got some issues. He did, but he didn't even apologize as well when he spoke. Yeah, I don't he, know what was going on. It was like, yeah, he like loves make love makes you do crazy things. Yeah, it's like no, just take accountability of it. Dude. And he said, he he said, oh, Denzel told me that when you're at your highest moment, the devil comes to you. No, the devil didn't come for you there. You just acted like a dickhead and slapped yeah. someone in the face. He's you, scared of his own you can't, wife because you can't can't take a joke or your wife can't take a joke. He's scared of his own wife. He laughed at the joke. Yeah, that's the thing. He was laughing he one laughed. second, then it goes to Chris Rock, and then, and then he just. Like he sees, it, he sees up, that she's not laughing. He would have looked at her, and been like, "Oh God, I gotta I've do got to do yeah. something." Weird, and so bizarre. Yeah, it's it, a it was. Shame. It was just weird how it the the ceremony just went on, and and they gave him a standing ovation when he won. I know Jim Carrey had some takes about that. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. He yeah. said how 
it was did he say it was like sickening how yeah, it was just sickening how they just you know they just basically said it was okay yeah and they were all emotion. singing and dancing with him at the after party listening oh, to get God. jiggy with it oh my like, and chris a... rock would have been there no oh i think he i mean Probably i was him i want to just home. dipped yeah yeah jesus um yeah he didn't carry himself well will smith i think he could have been more classy by like just leaving the show and like not coming to get his award or something like that so I don't know. Man, I've seen horrible jokes from Ricky Gervais oh, thrown absolutely. at the audience. Obviously, not a lot of ones that are like right at Directed. the face of someone. And, yeah. you know, um, I guess whoever designed the stage for this Academy Awards that is was interesting, some parts hey, to blame. Because right they're right there. It's like, <laughs> if you know, at the Globes, like they're up above and it's like yeah. Will Smith isn't going to jump up onto the stage. No. But at the, the Oscars, they usually do the, the rows. They've yeah, never really the done rows. apart from last year COVID, but I think they may have done it again this year for, due to COVID. Yeah. Some of them Separate were just in tables. rows, yeah. but then the, the nominees at the front were in tables. So I found that interesting. Yeah. Were there any other bits that you were really happy with like, I thought the, the ceremony? I thought the hosts were terrible, like Amy yeah. Schumer. I just thought like, I just, you don't probably just don't go with the hosts anymore. You know, yeah, you don't really just, need. I don't them. think like, you need that. I don't know. I think you do. I think you just pick good people. Like Chris Rock, a couple of years ago, was great. I mean, the Golden Globes are just smashing it. Like they had Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and yeah. Ricky Gervais. Like great. Like just have a laugh. Pretty lighthearted. You know, um, you don't need a tour of the Academy Museum. Like no, <laughs> no, all. we do not. I, I'm fine. Thanks. I'll go there myself. And we don't. If I want we to. don't need six musical performances. We're not, oh the, Gram- we're not the Grammys. God, yeah. Oh. I reckon what they should do is I don't know somehow act out somehow or, or, something. or somehow let somehow do one musical performance and do it of the people that are going to win. Yeah. So don't tell them they're going to win, but be like, okay, you're going to do a performance, and then just do that. You don't need six out the night. Just drags on. And Drag. Yeah. On, I thought. I thought while the Beyonce one was obviously tied to King Richard, I'd. Just thought it was completely not. She wasn't performing there, was she? No, no, that was in Compton on a tennis court. So it you was, got you got Beyonce and she's not yeah. even performing at the event. Yeah, was there was there Weird. one was there an opening bit a couple of years ago? Like was it like Jimmy Kimmel or something? They or Corden or where they do like a big musical thing that kind of um, touches on all the movies and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, like a kind of Hugh comedy. Jackman did that. When he hosted in like 09, he yeah. did a musical number and then where he like became all the main actors from so all the best fiction nominees. Something, that ties something like that, yeah. yeah. Celebrating yeah. cinema, not that musicals aren't cinema, but we don't need six of them, as you said. No, so was it, so did they perform every best song nominee? No, they did the No, well, some of them did, but they, they performed, so um, one of the songs from Encanto, yeah. uh, they, one of the songs was nominated and they performed two of the songs because... One of them is uh, we is that don't with talk Megan about the stallion as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, they did. We don't talk about Bruno, which is like heaps viral right now. Yeah. So they just did that because it was a viral song, and they Literally. wanted to get more numbers. Trying to get yeah, trying to get the views. Mm. Um, nonetheless, some cracking films. Great um, year for film, yeah. Yeah, great year, twenty twenty one. Definitely some that we still need to see. Obviously, impacted a lot by COVID, not being able to go to the cinemas with a lot of these. But nonetheless, some great performances as well. Uh, so let us know if we missed any big films or character performances that you thought. Um, but otherwise, that is a wrap for this episode of Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. Today we had some water. Uh, huge thank you to Spencer and Tom for coming on the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, mate. 
Thank you. Uh, good to have you. And as always, please let us know uh, what you want to hear about in future episodes. And if you ever want to send in a mailbag or do an elevator pitch to me, send us a DM on Instagram or TikTok at cinemaze underscore. Otherwise, we will catch you for the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. If you enjoyed it, you can follow us and leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major platforms. Also, if you haven't already, check out our Instagram and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content and let us know what you've thought of this episode. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's first people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemates is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you, whether it's friends, family or colleagues. Sometimes they may be going through a hard time and chatting with them may reassure that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14.